0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Looking Up, and we are joining you live this afternoon. It's actually a beautiful afternoon, and Danny's back. Yay! Yeah, Praise the
1: Lord, I'm back home. We're so
0: happy you're back, and uh, we're here with Shell, and uh, we had Justin here the last two weeks, my husband, and uh, we did a lot of talking. He, he but...
1: did a fabulous <laughs> job. We're going to double his pay. We're going to double his pay.
0: <laughs> All right, and uh, we missed you. We're looking forward to hearing what you got up to while you were away. Sure, But um, before we do, just a little reminder to all of our listeners that we would love to hear from you. This is an interactive program. That's why it's live. And so if you'd like to connect with us, you may have a question or a comment that comes to your mind uh, during the program or you might like to be in the running for the free prize offer, which we will give to the first or third person who contacts us. Uh, The number to contact or to take down so you can be ready for the prize keyword when we release it four nine one zero. 64669. And a reminder that this program, all of them are turned into podcasts after they happen. And you can go to our Faith FM website and you can there listen to all the previous programs. And actually, I downloaded the app to my phone. So good. You could be driving, you can hit the app, and yeah.
1: Nice and easy.
0: It's all there. So, so easy. And so, um, we want to hear more from you in a minute, but uh, what are we going to be talking about in our Bible study today?
1: Okay, well, today we're beginning a new series. We have um, already sowed some seed in the past, I understand. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, what the Bible says concerning the days of Noah. Ooh. Jesus made a prediction, uh-huh. as it was in the days of Noah, and also as it was in the days of Lot, and I know you guys touched on that and, and looked at that over the last couple of weeks. Um It will also be the same in the world, the same world conditions as it was in the days of Noah and Lot, before Jesus returns, so this is extremely significant. So over the coming weeks, it's a six-part series. Today okay. is the first um, of the six, and we're going to be unpacking it. And it's an incredible message. Oh, I'm just—I'm
0: already I'm, excited, and I have no really, idea where we're yeah, going.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't—I just had no idea yeah. how awesome this message was until I started digging deep into it.
0: So what you're saying is, this series, that next six weeks, is mm. very relevant to our oh, listeners.
1: Oh, have mercy! Oh. It is more relevant than you can imagine.
0: Wow. Well, you've sold it to us. We Uh, want to be here. We want to learn.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: (laughs) And if, as you're listening, you might think, you know what, I'd actually like to talk with someone about that myself, we would love to hear from you. Faith FM has local reps all over the country, so you would be, uh, just connect with us, 0491 We're going to go to a song, a beautiful one, Oh, for a Closer Walk with God. And then after that song by Keith and Kristen Getty, we'll be back with some updates on life. Enjoy this song.
2: A walk with God A calm and heavenly frame A light to shine upon the road Leading to the land Where is that blessedness I knew When first I saw the Lord Where is that so refreshing view Of Jesus and His Word? Oh, fire of God, come burn in me Renew our holy passion To Christ my deepest longing be My never-failing A failing fountain. What peaceful hours I once enjoyed. How sweet the memory still. But they have left an aching boy. The world can never fill. The dearest I. and no should thee Pure light shall mark the road that leads me to the land.
0: a closer walk with God. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa, and we're at that important point in our program where we see what's happening and why we should be looking up. <laughs> and uh, before we go any further, I should just remind our listeners that we have an online series that's going live tonight, tomorrow night, and Friday night at eight PM. It's called the End of Time series. I did know. You?
1: I've been watching it while have I was you? away up North Queensland. I mm. was watching it. It's, I'm glad. it's phenomenal.
0: You recommend
1: it? Oh, I was I was involved. Did <laughs> you you got some of my questions? They, they I did, actually, actually. You read them out. I a did. Couple I read them. them out. <laughs> I was like, wow. Good.
0: It's live. That's how you know <laughs> it's, it's live. It is very
1: live. <laughs> nah, it's a fantastic series, and I've been. Promoting it heavenly, heavenly. Mm.
0: Heavenly. Well,
1: well, it's a heavenly series (laughs) that I've been promoting heavily.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, tonight's one is going to be a really, really good one. It's on basically why hasn't injustice ended? Wow. So yeah, you don't so relevant. So relevant. Couldn't be more. So much
1: injustice today.
0: Yes. So if you want to uh, listen in, join in. It will be going live on radio, so you just tune in at 8 p.m. on Faith FM and you'll hear it as we go live. If you want to watch it and send in your questions and comments, go to the website, theend.digital, or go to our Facebook page or the YouTube channel and you'll be able to put in your questions live and we'll give them to Lyle tonight. So, yeah, don't miss it. It's such an amazing Bible study. It's a
1: fantastic series. And um, if people have missed out on any of the previous episodes, they can go to... To the, so the website there, yep. and um, they can catch up on all the previous episodes. That's right. Yeah, so it's, so, it's the second week. I mean, so it's a, we're halfway through, aren't we? Like we we've are. had two weeks. So
0: this is the, yeah, we're going on the other side of halfway. So,
1: <laughs> so, fantastic. So, the end of time, there is no end in sight in this series. Did you like that?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I've,
1: but... been, I've been practicing <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: You may as well tell us what you did on your holiday.
1: <laughs> All right, okay. Um, and then Shell's got some exciting yes, news, she does. which is far more exciting than my holiday. But anyway, it was it was yeah, it was a fantastic. I've never been up to North Queensland mm-hmm. in the winter, mm-hmm. and it did not feel like the winter. Well, today doesn't feel like winter here in um, Newcastle. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's a deliciously scrumptious <laughs> day. It's what about twenty four degrees?
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it's
1: just delightful. So yep. I just love this kind. Anyway, it was like between 25 and about 29 degrees every day. You know, just perfect weather, blue skies. I, I can was, see
0: you've got a bit of a tan here. Oh,
1: yes. Um, <laughs> it was fantastic. I did hiking. I did a couple of days on the reef, and that was fantastic. Um, hmm. did a bit of sightseeing, a bit of driving, and literally – I could live there in the wintertime. Yeah. In the wintertime. It was actually really strange. Um, We went on a plane that was literally about 80% empty from Sydney. We flew out from Sydney, uh, which we were allowed to do um, Mm -hmm. as long as we drove to the airport because we're in Lake Macquarie, so we're not in lockdown. So just in case some of our listeners are like, (gasps) I'm going to dob on you. So (laughs) just save your, save your breath. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we flew out of Sydney on a like I said, eighty percent um, empty plane. One of those big planes, like with eight seats across. Well, you, you know what?
0: I was speaking to a flight attendant yesterday, and she said that they flew a plane with one man on it to Brisbane.
1: Well, yeah, well, one. I, I spoke to a flight attendant there in Cairns. Um, she's a flight attendant, and she also works. Um, um, she was at the Faster Pasta restaurant uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, there. Anyway, she said she was on a plane from Sydney. Two cans um, with two people.
0: Wow! <laughs>
1: Imagine that. One of the massive planes. Mm. So anyway, you can have whatever window seat you like. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sure. um, so it was quite interesting because um, as we were about to land in Cairns, um, one of the one of the guys um, who was just a couple of rows in front of me, he is in the aisle there, and he's like, he starts taking off his pants like he starts taking off his trousers oh. and I'm like have mercy where have I come you know I'm looking at my wife my wife's looking at me you he's take, looking up. <laughs> I was looking up no I was actually looking at him <laughs> I was looking down at him and thinking, what are you doing brother and um, he's taking off his trousers I'm thinking oh wow um I know there's not a lot of people on the plane but still I'm here my wife's here there's a few others anyway and he could see that I was a bit perplexed and he goes he goes mate We're up in the tropics. (laughs) And sure enough, we got off the plane and it was so warm. And I mean, you don't, you don't. You don't need to wear pants, as in long pants there, and jackets, and um, even though some people do. And it was really weird because um, the lady at the reception where we were staying at at the at the at the place where we were uh, staying for our accommodation, she Mm -hmm. says, "Oh, we're having a a a cold winter," and I'm like, "Really? It's freezing, isn't it?" (laughs) I couldn't help but laugh, and I was thinking, "Cold winter, 25 degrees plus." And at night it's like 21 degrees. It was like wow. really weird. Um, we get into our um, hotel room and uh, my wife's like, there's only a sheet here, a bed sheet. <laughs> like, I mean, it's July. You know, where's a doona? And she goes, well, you know, maybe you should go and um, talk to the reception lady and, um, and ask for at least another blanket or two, you know. Um, and anyway, after that first night, after that first night we – realized we don't need any extra blankets. <laughs> you literally, yeah, it didn't oh. get below 20 degrees, 19, 20 degrees I at night. I am so glad so, you anyway, had a
0: good break. Yeah, it
1: was You fantastic. needed a rest. Well, and... well, it wasn't really a rest. Um, oh. I come home to rest from my holiday. <laughs> my holidays <laughs> are so jam-packed with outdoor activities like, you know, my wife, she'll sit by the pool <laughs> and she'll read a book and relax. Uh-huh like normal people. But me, on a holiday, I do like 10 times more activities than I do when I'm, you know.
0: You run on different batteries. Yeah,
1: different batteries, yeah.
0: Well, that's so good to hear from you, uh, but we need to hear from Shell Shell. too.
1: Yes, Shell, tell us your exciting news.
0: Yes. Here she comes.
3: Well, people might already be getting sick of hearing this, but I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) So my grandbaby was born on Saturday afternoon Saturday morning, late morning, about 11.38. <gasps> How wow. exciting. Yeah. Five pounds, 12 ounces, and yeah, just the cutest little thing ever. What's, uh, what's her name? Florence Cordelia. Isn't that a beautiful name? Oh,
1: so this is the first grandchild. It is. Oh, yeah. wow. And she will be spoiled as. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're, they're up in Queensland, aren't they?
3: No, no, they're just around the corner from us, thankfully. So, yeah, just 15 minutes. Already. Wow, that's perfect. So you've perfect. got the
1: grandchild in your in your own backyard. Yes. How exciting. Yeah,
3: so we've gotten to see her every day so far. But, wow. yeah, over the next couple of days we probably won't be able to, but, yeah.
1: Oh, that's so well sweet.
0: Well done. Pra- praise the Lord and congratulations to the Absolutely. parents. Absolutely.
3: Yes, it was a long, Delivery. hard labor for mm. our daughter-in-law, yeah, and she's she's – yeah, she's got a little recovery herself to do, but yeah.
1: How did the husband cope? Did he cope? Okay. We always, we always like make it about the wife or the woman, you know, giving birth. Come it's always on. about her. What about the, how did the husband cope? Well, let's think about him and his feelings and, and how did he deal with the whole trauma of being there?
3: He, he got a little light, light-headed there after, after he cut the cord. <laughs> but um, yeah, other than that, his first his first dirty nappy change was something I was so very glad to have been there to watch. <laughs> Did but you tape it? Did you tape it? <laughs> no, I wish I had. Oh, that would have
1: been one for the ages. <laughs>
3: But yeah, no, it's good. Oh, that's being a good support, yeah. That's fantastic. Well Praise we're so everybody. happy
1: for the for the Southwell family.
3: We
0: are indeed a growing family. Yes, can't indeed. believe your Shell's a grandma.
1: I know. She's so young. She's she like is. She's, she looks like she's thirty five. I know she's like forty, but <laughs> she looks like she's thirty five.
0: <laughs> she sure does. Damn. Well, um
1: What about you, Sharissa? What oh, did you get up to?
0: Trying to think what I got up to. I've been busy just talking with friends about what's happening in the world and having Bible studies with people, mm-hmm. like studying the Bible with people. Really love doing that. And, um, yeah, I just think we should talk about some of those things that are taking place Absolutely. right now because there's some really interesting headlines. First of all, to our listeners in Sydney especially, we just heard yeah. the news. Uh, mm. and the lockdown's been extended, I understand, for till the end of August? Yeah, almost?
1: for another four more weeks oh. from Saturday. So the 28th of August, I think, is yes. when... They're supposed to be coming yeah. out. Yeah,
0: Which is, it's going to be very hard on a number of people, oh, it's businesses, tough. It's very, very um, tough. people who are on their own. Yeah. Um, but uh, we want to, our thoughts and prayers are mm. with them. And please don't hesitate to reach out and connect with us here at Faith FM. We'd love to hear from you and pray for you. If you have a special prayer request specific that we can uh, pray for, we would really want to pray with you and for you because we want you to know that we're supporting you.
1: Yeah. And look, you know, I was just talking about, you know, my holiday up north. There were no masks, no nothing up there. Really? Yeah, no, no masks. Wow. And it's, and it's, you know, it's so wonderful and it's normal you know Mm -hmm. it's it's liberating and it's enjoyable but when you're experiencing the opposite so here i am rambling on about you know how wonderful it was to be out and about and on the reef and hiking and doing this and the poor folk there in sydney uh really struggling so yeah our thoughts and prayers are with you please contact us but all these things are telling us that jesus coming is drawing near i was sharing with you before the program started that Last year, last year was a hectic year.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this year, in comparison to last year, last year seems mundane. It does. It seems slow. The, <laughs> slow compared to the way things are just uh, accelerating um, in speed and in you know in intensity and severity. We talked about the baby, mm-hmm, you know, labour mm-hmm, pains. Jesus mm-hmm. talked about labour pains. That's right. And um yeah those labor pains in the world are uh, getting closer. Uh, yeah. Stronger. Stronger, exactly right. So
0: Yeah, well what else is happening in the world that leads you to say something like that, Danny?
1: <sighs> well, um there there's there's a number of things of course. Um I know it hasn't really been on the news because we've just had so much of our own COVID news um, each night and the Olympics have, you know, come along now. So that's kind of a bit of a distraction for the next couple of weeks for people. A welcome
0: one. Yeah, a welcomed (laughs) one.
1: And Australia (laughs) seemed to be doing reasonably well.
0: Yeah, yeah. From
1: the little bits and pieces that I have caught up on, mainly on the news. Uh, But In South Africa, the situation Mm. there is really dire. Now, I've been to South Africa. I've I've been there for a visit. We went to Kruger National Park, and that was a great experience with my sister a number of years ago. But the people in South Africa are are doing it tough at the best of times. Beautiful people, very hardworking. Um, However, they are doing it really tough, and COVID has really, um, you know, been been something that has just uh, aggravated their pain and their suffering and then there's been riots with you know a political situation that sort of come out which I don't have time to get into. But I discovered that of those 25 years and younger who are employable, 75% are out of work.
0: 75% yep. of people?
1: 25 and under who are employment age are out of work. No wonder there's um, so
0: much unrest.
1: The, the, overall, the overall unemployment rate is 43%. Wow. 43%, the yeah. overall, that's, that's 10 times, pretty much almost 10 times what Australia's unemployment rate is. And 50% of the people live in poverty. This is South Africa, it's which amazing. were, you know, they've got some incredible resources there.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually did see a news report on some of the unrest and just the, Protest or whatever it is that's happening there. There's a whole lot of people, and they didn't look happy. Yeah. On, it was an aerial shot, and there were just cars and traffic. Lineup. Oh, there's just mayhem there. Oh, there's terrible! Mayhem
1: in some of those uh, regions, it's unbelievable
0: yeah, so until you see it.
1: So we need to pray for our brothers and sisters and friends and people there of South Africa. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, you mentioned some other things that well, are really I, interesting.
0: I was interested to see, and this happened just three days ago, but France passed a bill on vaccine ru- rules. And, um, basically the French parliament on Monday approved a bill that will make COVID 19 vaccinations mandatory for health workers, as well as require a health pass in a wide array of social venues as France battles its fourth wave. And so this includes, um, people wanting to go to museums, cinemas, or swimming pools. You can't go to these places unless you produce the, the passport, I guess you could call yeah, it. The vaccine, the vaccine passport. Vaccine passport. But then it's going to probably extend to further. To places like restaurants, bars, trains, planes. Wow! Yeah, it's actually said so. So, it'll be interesting to watch where
1: that goes. It will be, and um, and
0: apparently, similar things are happening in Fiji and um, Philippines.
1: Well, Fiji. Talking about Fiji. While I was in Cairns, I I came across a, a, a news article that I was. I just had. To, I had to be sitting down <laughs> to to. To read it because it was just so off the wall Mm. where I think the prime minister or someone from parliament said, unless you have the vaccine, you cannot work. No jab, no job was what what was the basic message? No jab, no job. And I'm like, what? This was right across the board.
0: Are not just health workers? No,
1: no, no, no. This is right across the board. No jab. In Fiji. In Fiji, up the road from us. Yeah. No jab, no job. Um, for the simple reason, I think, I mean, I can't remember what the, what the reasoning was, but I'm assuming partly would have been like tourism, mm. you know, which drives the Fijian economy and, it's you know, it's, it's, I guess it's lifeblood. And so True, they're, thinking, they're, they're thinking, we don't care who you are, uh, we want you vaccinated because you're endangering, you know, our entire population. I think there's less than a million people that live there. So, yeah, so this is starting to be rolled out here, there and everywhere and um, it's going to be interesting to see where all this goes. And, yeah.
0: Um, now, for someone listening, they might be thinking, is this the mark of the beast?
1: No, we've covered that in the past, it's not, but we will be dealing with that subject in this series on Noah. Okay. So we're going to touch on that again okay. because it comes up in Noah.
0: All right, awesome. Well, we're going to go to a break and a news break and then we'll be back as we begin a very exciting, much-awaited, long-anticipated Bible study. Oh,
1: man, you, have really, you uh, really cranked it up. <laughs> that, that was a
0: fluke just that? <laughs> so see you soon and enjoy this song.
5: I know you're feeling scared I know you cannot see hope Anyway I know you're disconnected There's no way through I know you feel alone But these feelings aren't true Would it help if you knew He's right there with you Breathe deeply Been told Take coverage and take home. Would it help if you knew He willingly went through this for you
2: Dudes and dudettes, this is Robbie
0: And I'm Tash from Real Faith If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God Then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday To hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives
2: Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time We'll We'll see see you you there. there
5: You're listening to Faith FM Positively different radio
1: Hey, guys, it's Lyle from The Breakfast Show. I would like to personally invite you to join Charissa from Looking Up and myself for our next installment of The End.Digital, The End of Time, starting July 14 at 8 p.m. We will be streaming live and we'll have question and answer time after each show that you can participate in. We look forward to your company at The End.Digital, Facebook or YouTube. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up.
0: That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. My, My Lord, so much
6: grace to our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount, I there. Grace we see.
0: Up, and that was grace that is greater. Beautiful song, beautiful, and powerful message in song. Amen.
4: Beautiful.
0: Well, uh, we are at a time in our program where we're just about to begin the Bible study, which you've given a really good plug for today, Danny. But before we do, I want to remind our listeners that there is a prize to be won in this program, and to win the prize, you have to be the first person or the third person to contact us. But there's a little extra incentive. Because you have to contact us with a keyword, mm-hmm. and the extra incentive detail that I was told by Shell, our producer, is that we have a hard copy version of this free of of this prize, and we also have a soft, like a with a not a hard cover. So one's got a hard cover, oh, and one's got soft a soft cover, pay, yeah,
3: paperback.
0: Paperback.
1: Paperback. Oh, I knew there was a technical there was term a word. for it. <laughs> that's the word.
0: Paperback. Go shell. Go shell. And the, the free offer, that's no, a prize. I keep calling it an offer, sorry. I've been on the NDOT Digital, so mm. that's why. Um, the prize is a book called Noah, Another Storm Is Coming. Oh,
1: wow. Right on.
0: How about that? And it's a book that's. Um,
1: and I've read that book. Have you? Yeah. Okay. It's powerful. I've used some of the material from that book.
0: Yes. Well, this, the author is Ellen G. White. And if you think it's a good book, our oh, listeners are going to love it tremendous. too. It's tremendous. So if you're the first person or the third person who connects with us, when we give the keyword, and uh, I'll give you the number just so you can keep it, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Just hold on to that because when we give you the keyword, you can race in. The first person to call us gets the hardcover. The third person will receive the paperback.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's how
0: it's going to work today. So on that note, let's um
1: And uh, begin. before oh, that, yes, give yeah, the Yes. Do you want to plug that? Sure.
0: So just a reminder, tonight at eight PM the end.digital is going live. You can watch the end of time series on the website, www.theend.digital. You don't even have to put the w's in apparently, but no, the end just so you know it's a website. Yeah. Or you can go to the YouTube channel or our Facebook page and watch it as it goes live. Otherwise, listen to FaithFM at eight PM. You'll listen and yeah, hear the Fantastic.
1: Point. I am so looking forward to it. Can't wait. All right, folk, well, we are up to our Bible study and as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be taking a look at what I consider to be, um, apart from the gospel going to all the world as a witness to all the nations which will bring about the end of all things and Jesus will return, apart from that sign the sign of Noah and the sign of Lot that Jesus said, as it would be in the days of Noah, as it would be in the days of Lot. So it will be exactly the same before I return. This is the greatest sign. Mm
3: -hmm. So this
1: is the the second greatest sign, I believe, and I'll give evidence for that as we go along in our Bible. So, So this is extremely important for those who are living immediately prior to the coming of Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't wait to unpack this.
1: So that's what we're going to be looking at. So um, before we open our Bibles, I'm going to invite you, Sharissa, to pray and ask the Lord to bless our time together.
0: Love to. Our loving Father in Heaven, as we study your Word, we just invite your Holy Spirit to be with us and our listeners wherever we are. Help us to understand more clearly what your Word has to say to us today in Jesus name we pray amen
1: amen thank you now there's a lot of information, even though this is um, going to be over over six um, weeks, but there's so much there is so much to unpack from these four chapters in the book of Genesis. You know, Genesis 6 7 8 and 9 those four chapters compose you know the story of Noah so God has dedicated four chapters um in those first you know i guess uh, 10 chapters 11 chapters in the first 11 chapters of Genesis which look at some 1500 years of history four chapters are dedicated to the story of Noah and the flood, uh, which spanned, you know, 120 years. Mm-hmm. So, very important as far as God is concerned. And, um, and Jesus highlighted that. So,
0: all right.
1: So, what we want to do is we want to go to Matthew 24, where Jesus gives us these epic words um, at the end of the signs of the time. So, if you have your Bibles with you, I'd encourage you to open to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25 are two chapters where Jesus outlines uh, the signs that would precede the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem which took place in 70 AD right. under the Romans um, as well as signs that would precede his coming on a worldwide basis so for so the destruction of Jerusalem and the signs that took place immediately prior to its destruction would be would be present in the world worldwide just before Jesus returns so in matthew twenty four we have that and then we have four parables that Jesus shares where he takes a look at how we can be ready for mm. his return so we 've got the signs of Jesus coming and then how to be ready for his coming, um, which takes us through all the way to the end of chapter twenty five
0: such an appropriate study for this show.
1: Absolutely, because this is what this show is all about. We are looking up. That's why it's called Looking Up, based on the words of Jesus in Luke twenty-one twenty-eight, where Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, look up, because your right. redemption is drawing near. So in Matthew 24, um, we won't take the time now, but... But I'm thinking at a future time, we'll, we'll really look to unpack Matthew 24. You know, there's a lot of, um, important information in there. And I'm doing some unpacking myself on a personal level. And so maybe we can look at that some other time. But towards the end of the signs, after Jesus has given a number of signs and after we have him, um, pointing out, uh, the the way things are going to be in the lead up to his coming and his coming, um, Jesus goes on and he says something very significant about when he will return. And if you want to pick it up in verse 36, it's very interesting what he says in verse 36.
0: All right. Matthew 24, verse 36, Jesus said, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only.
1: Okay, so speaking of the second coming. Yes. So he says, no one knows the exact time. Correct. But we can know when it is near.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you want to read verse 32 and 33, here Jesus tells us that we can know when it's near. Do you want to read that?
0: Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. You also, when you see these things, know that it is near at the doors.
1: Okay, so we cannot know the exact time but we can know when the coming of Jesus is near even at the doors. And as I pointed out there's a number of signs Jesus gives us apart from the gospel going to all the world which is happening right now as we speak and you know we've got the everlasting gospel that you guys talked about mm-hmm. in your program you know the three angels messages so that will bring this world to a decision where everyone will make a decision one way or the other where the harvest will be ripe. That was your last presentation on the, right. on the latter rain and um, and so forth. Apart from that, these next words from Jesus um, uh, are the greatest sign that we are indeed living just before Jesus returns. So you want to read verses 37 to 39.
0: But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And verse 39. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be.
1: All right, so what do we have here? What does Jesus clearly say?
0: He's making a a clear parallel to the days of Noah, like drawing a line (laughs) today and that those days should be very
1: similar. It's going to be exactly the same. It's going to be exactly the same in many different ways. And we're going to take a look at um, what it was like in Noah's day Mm -hmm. and ask the question, is it like that today? It's going to be incredible, incredible. All right. Now, um, in Luke seventeen, yep. uh, there Luke also taps into another time that will be just like it was. It'll be just like um, this time in the past in history. Once again, a story from Genesis that'll be just like it is, just like it will be when Jesus comes. So, Luke seventeen. Um, Jesus here in verse twenty six and twenty seven, he talks about the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. But then in verses twenty eight to thirty, he speaks of another time. Do you want to read that? He
0: for does. Us? Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed.
1: Okay. So, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. Mm -hmm. Very clear. So we don't need any Bible commentary. No, we don't. We don't need to read between the lines. This is not something that's...
0: The (laughs) Bible is going to be a commentary on itself in this. (laughs) (laughs) Very
1: much so. So Jesus is very, very clear. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus made a very interesting statement, or he asked a question, I should say, in Luke chapter 18, verse 8. Um, Luke chapter 18 and verse 8. Do you want to read that for us? This is a really fascinating question that Jesus asked toward the end of his ministry.
0: He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Is
1: that Luke 18 verse 8?
0: It is.
1: Is that? Did I get it right? Maybe I've got the wrong. Oh, no,
0: I got it wrong. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's correct. I was thinking of the second half of that scripture. Yep, yep. yep. You go for it.
0: Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth?
1: Okay, so this is at the end of a a parable that Jesus shares on the persistent widow. And he asked the question, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith Mm. on the earth? Now, why would that be significant? Sure is. So when it comes to the story of Noah and Lot, well, how can we connect that?
0: I guess there wasn't a lot of faith in those day either. It was just very few people entered the ark. It was just Noah and his family.
1: Yeah, which was total of how many? Eight. Eight people. Mm. What about in the days of Lot? Was uh, was it a big multitude that came through and left Sodom before fire came down from heaven?
0: wish we could say that, but the angels only were able to lead out Lot, and his daughters and his wife got out, but she didn't. Remain safe. (laughs) Basically
1: three people. Three people made it. So in Noah's day, eight people. Mm -hmm. In Lot's day, three people. So Jesus says, will he find faith on the earth? Now, let's take a look at the days of Noah. So we need to go back. Go back to Genesis. Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 6 is where our story begins. And um, if you'd like to read, the first huge clue is in the very first verse. Genesis chapter six verse one, where the story of Noah begins. So, do you want to? Yes. Read that? Now,
0: now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them. That's first one.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep going. No, no, no. no, oh, no that's, stop there. That's it. That's it. So, what do we have here happening during the days of Noah?
0: Population growth.
1: Population growth. Now, I looked up at that word "multiply," mm-hmm. and um, in Strong's concordance. It says to multiply by the myriad. Myriad. Now, that's not a word that I'm very familiar with. Maybe you were because you were an English teacher, weren't you, once upon a time?
0: I studied to be one. Oh, you studied to be one. Unsuccessfully. (laughs) I I just didn't go ahead with it. You didn't go
1: ahead and practice it, yeah. But you finished your studies. Mm -hmm. All right. Myriad. Would you know what that word means?
0: Not off the top of my head, but I know how to describe it to you. It's like a lot.
1: (laughs) A lot, yeah. Well, I I went to um, the dictionary. Mm Mm-hmm okay, dictionary.com, and I discovered that a myriad is a countless or extremely great number of people or things.
0: That sounds like today. Yeah. The population growth (laughs) happens.
1: Absolutely. So you think about the population growth today as it was in the days of Noah. So in Noah's day, there was a population explosion. True. It's fascinating to me that um, it took us, You know, from the days of the flood, so after the flood, there were eight people left on the planet. So we're looking at, you know, four and a half thousand years ago. That's when the flood took place roughly, four and a half thousand years ago. So four and a half thousand years ago from eight people, we only got to one billion people some 200 years ago.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) So in eighteen hundred. And four or something, whatever it is we we got to one billion people hmm. and then it took us a hundred years or so to get to two billion people. Then it took us about thirty or forty years or so to get to three billion hmm. and now we're up to nearly eight billion people hmm. and we're getting uh, you know we're we're adding a billion about every twelve years
0: amazing. I had never stopped to think about the significance of that verse, Genesis 6, verse 1, in light of today, but you're absolutely right.
1: There you go. So we are having a population explosion. And it's interesting, and you talked about it with the French Revolution. Um, the French Revolution was in the context of the time of the end, beginning, you know, the end of that 1260-year period. 1798. 1798. And so we've got the first billion mm-hmm. coming a few years after seventeen ninety eight and then the hmm. graph goes up exponentially Wow, interesting isn't it? good connection so so right from the word "go" here in Genesis chapter six one, we realize that we are living in that time. We don't need to go any further. Um, to, to realize that. So we have the evidence right here.
0: And then I think you're going to even share even more evidence. That oh,
1: just This is just the beginning. It's
0: just the beginning. All right. Well, we're going to go to a song. It's called Grace, Grit and Grace. And then we will be back with more all about the days of Noah. I'm really already enjoying this subject. Enjoy.
7: holes in my heart Scars on my soul Nights I fell apart And days I lost control On the inside Waiting for the storm to subside Somehow scraping by Climbing every hill Too stubborn not to try the wheel to wander. But when I hear the steel beyond the thunder, with one pot moxie and another pot metal, I found mercy, refusing to settle for a hiding place. In sacrifices, second guessing, finding strength in every blessing, through all the tears and fears, I had to face supplied the grip, God supplied the grace, Clawed tooth and nail through heartache and hell, pray to prevail and one day live to tell another story. One that had a happy ending for me. With my pride, learned how to trust with mercy as my God. All the doubts they turned to dust in the chapter of who I grew to be ever after. With one pot Moxie, another pot metal. I found mercy, refusing to settle for a hiding place. In sacrifice and second-guessing, finding strength in every blessing, through all the tears and fears I had to face, I supplied the grit, God supplied the grace. Refusing to settle for a hiding place In sacrificing, second-guessing Finding strength in every blessing Through all the tears and fears I had to face I supplied the grit, God supplied the grace So oh, I supplied the grit, God supplied the grace
0: I love that song too. I love all the songs so far on this.
1: Shell does an amazing job <laughs> with does. the choices that she brings to the table. Yeah. She's just amazing.
0: The words of that one grit and grace. I supplied the grit and he provided the grace. Amen. Beautiful song. Praise well, uh, you're listening to Looking Up with Sharissa and Danny, and we are going to release, we discussed this, but we're going to release the keywords so mm. people can try and win the prize uh, in the next segment. Okay. So. <laughs> I was like,
1: we're going to do it right now. How exciting. <laughs> in the next segment <laughs> I, I just that.
0: want everyone to know so you grab your phone write the number down zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and again a reminder the the, the prize today is a r- incredible book Danny's even read it I actually have two I think oh, I've, read, I've got this one Noah it's called Noah another storm is coming by Ellen G white you will want to get your hands on this the first person to call or text us with the keyword. Uh, will claim the hardcover prize of this book and the one that comes third will claim this, the paperback. So, uh, yes, be looking out for that. Now, Pastor Danny, we are going
1: through. We're going through the story of Noah. We've just started. This is part one in this six-part series and um, who knows, there may be more, mm-hmm. uh, but um, <laughs> we, are, we are looking at um, the conditions in Noah's day. And so what we've looked at thus far is that there was a population explosion mm-hmm. during the days of Noah. That's the first thing we learn about the days of Noah.
0: And it's an amazing correlation i would never seen before.
1: Yeah, and we, what have, an, have, we, we have a population explosion today. Well, the significance of the story of Noah, I've just made a few points here that I think I probably just need to bring to our attention, and that is uh, not only did Jesus speak of his return being in the context and the world being in the way that it was in the days of Noah and of Lot as we've looked at. But also the story of Noah enables us how we can how we can prepare for the coming of Jesus. Mm. All the all the key ingredients of preparation. That's right. And what's involved and what's and what's needed are all found in the story of Noah. And today we're going to be looking at that and in the coming in the coming weeks. As well, it enables us to understand how we can prepare others for his soon return. And finally, and these are just four four key points, it's a story of hope.
0: Amen. And if ever we, if needed, we needed some hope,
1: if ever we needed hope, it's today. Yes. So it's the perfect story, and Jesus knew the times that we would be living in, so he said, "Look, look to the story of Noah. As it was in the days of Noah, it's going to be just like that before our return." So not just world conditions, but the hope that was in Noah's heart and Noah's life and how he shared that, which we're going to be taking a look at um, a lot in a lot more detail today, um, that will be present just before Jesus returns. Because Jesus will not leave his children on this sin sick planet without hope in the darkest time in human history which will which will usher in his coming the brightest day
0: that is such good news and I hope that everyone who's listening here is excited about hearing more about this because we need to hear about hope in these times
1: absolutely absolutely so let's let's continue reading um, there's so much here and we don't have time to look at everything but if you want to take a look, uh, reading uh, verse 2 carrying on with verse 2 maybe All read right. verse 1 and two together
0: All right, so we're in Genesis chapter 6, 1 and 2. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, this passage, in particular, verse two, has confused many people, and I'm talking about Christians.
0: Yeah, I've I've had good discussions. With yeah, such you know, people.
1: they're like, "Hang on a minute, Danny. Um, who are these uh, sons of God?" Um, that, you know, are having relations with the daughters of men. They assume the daughters of men are, are human, are humans, you know, and they assume that the sons of God are some divine beings. Mm -hmm. So there's some new race. Some (laughs) new race or some divine beings or potentially fallen angels Mm -hmm. because. And they come to that conclusion based on what we have in verses 3 and 4. Do you want to read verses 3 and 4?
0: And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were old men, men of renown.
1: Wow. So they, so, so, so they come to the conclusion, sure, so that this must have been, um, you know, an, an intimate affair, if I could use that word, between humans and divine beings mm-hmm. in order for giants to be born. Uh, okay. That's how they get that. That's how they get that. You know. know, giants came onto the scene. Is this what this passage is talking about? No. No. You see, there's no evidence anywhere in scripture. That humans are able to come together with spiritual beings and procreate. There is no evidence in scripture. So, so, so what is this passage talking about? It's actually really simple and straightforward, Sharissa. If you take a look at the previous two chapters, you discover that there are two distinct lines, mm-hmm. two distinct genealogies. Okay. At the beginning of chapter four, there we have the two sons of Adam and Eve. Yep. You remember their names?
0: Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel,
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed, Cain and Abel. Um, and so we have uh, the, the line of Cain. Yes. And the line of Abel. Well, Abel was killed by his brother Cain, but we have God replacing um, Abel through another son that he gave to Adam and Eve, who was Seth. Seth. Exactly. Yep. So we have the line of Cain. And we have the line of Seth. So if you read, and we won't take the time to read it because we don't, we don't have time. I'm just going to do a bit of summarizing, but we have the family of Cain, which appears in Genesis chapter four, verse 16, all the way through to verse 24. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have the line of Seth, which appears from verse 25 all the way through to the end of chapter five. Okay. Okay. Two so, branches
0: of the same family. Okay. Tree.
1: So the sons of God, are the righteous. Yes. The line of Seth, Mm -hmm. the godly line. And there's reason for that, which I'll briefly look at. The the daughters of men are the line of Cain. Mm -hmm. And sadly, they chose not to follow God, just like Cain chose not to follow God. It's interesting. Cain and Abel, two, uh, two individuals, who who had a war over worship? Well, there wasn't a war that, that Abel started, point. but it was a war that Cain started. Yes. And so the first murder that's in right. the Bible was over worship. Wow, that's
0: the really last powerful murder
1: point. at the end of time will be over worship.
0: Wow, that's
1: what we have. That's the mark <laughs> of the beast and the seal of God in the Book wow. of Revelation. Yeah. So we have that right here, and so we have Abel who worships in harmony with what God has asked, according to what God has commanded. Mm-hmm. And you have Cain who brings an offering and worships according to what he thinks is best.
0: Wow, what a I'm so, that's a powerful uh, link you've just drawn right there. I also thought of another verse yeah. as you were talking about that. How the sons of God are the righteous; mm-hmm. those that are following God. There's a verse in Romans chapter eight, verse fourteen, which says, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God."
1: Exactly. Exactly. So in Scripture, we're dealing with opposites. Like in the book of Revelation, we're dealing with opposites. And all the way through Scripture, we have, we have good and evil. We have the righteous and the unrighteous. And even in the last book of, of, of Revelation, in Revelation 22, God says, you know, he, you know, he who is unjust, let him remain unjust. He who is holy, remain holy still. He who is righteous, remain righteous still. He who is filthy, remain filthy still. So we have these two distinct lines. So, And it's interesting when you take a look at at um, these two genealogies, you discover the line of Cain. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting if we could just take a look at, if you want to just read verse uh, 16.
3: Of? And verse, and
1: verse 17. Yeah, G- Genesis 4, verses 16 and 17. So this is how the line of Cain is introduced.
0: All right, Genesis 4, 16 and 17. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch.
1: Okay, so here, th- this is just a simple illustration. We have Cain. And he goes out from the presence of the Lord. Okay. Now, we're going to discover the very opposite in the line of Seth. Okay. Mm. Um, and he, he dwells in the land of Nod. Nod, that word means wandering. <laughs> so when we, when we go out from the presence of the Lord, we restless wander. And we're, we're restless and we're wandering. Mm. Um, then it says that he, he names his son Enoch after a city that he builds. And so we have here the first city being built, and God's original plan was for man to dwell in a garden, for man to, to dwell on the land. And that's the sons of Seth, they were dwelling on the land. They did not build any city. Mm-hmm. And so he names his son after the city. But take a look at Seth. Mm-hmm. If you want to read um, verse, where are we here? Verse yeah, 25. Uh, sorry, verse uh, 26, if you could read verse 26 of Gen- Genesis,
0: 4. Genesis 4. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord.
1: Okay, that's interesting what that name Enosh means. It means uh, dependent or in need of help. Mm. So here we have someone who is naming his son based on you know the grace and the need that they have, and instead of... You know, um, fleeing from the Lord, men are beginning to cry on the name of the Lord.
0: Yeah, they're they're calling out to him. I they're they're praying.
1: And it's interesting um, that phrase to call on the name of the Lord is often in the Old Testament associated with worship. Mm -hmm. You know, building an altar and worshiping God and crying on the name of the Lord or calling on the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we have these two very distinct. And when you go through the genealogy of um, Seth. Which begins with Adam, you discover. You discover the focus is on 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 two individuals where a description is given. One is Enoch, yep. and the Bible says very clearly concerning Enoch that he walked with God twice. Mm-hmm. And the other one that is described um, is Noah. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read um, uh, verse twenty nine. Concerning Noah, what it says about him. uh, Of Genesis 5.
0: Sorry, Genesis 5, verse 29. The Bible says, And he called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed.
1: Okay, so here we have Noah, and his name means comfort as well as his name means rest. Mm. Rest. That's fascinating because we're going to be looking at that as we as we go along, and that's oh, an issue that, that comes that up at the end is, of time. Yeah, Noah equals comfort and rest, and so we've got Enoch who walks with God, and it's interesting that in um, in Enoch's sorry in Cain's line we have we have polygamy coming onto the scene. Um, we have Lamech. We won't take the time to read it in verse twenty three and twenty four. There, Lamech marries wives. Hmm. Um, So, you know, he he has two wives that he marries and, um, and it's interesting that in Adam's, sorry, in Seth's line, we don't have any women mentioned. But we do have women mentioned in Cain's line. Now you may be thinking, oh, that's not very fair. Why is why is why is, why is that <laughs> well,
0: we, we know for sure they were part of his That's family. right, that's <laughs>
1: right. But women are mentioned here. And it's interesting, these women, when you take a look at what their names mean, mm-hmm. they are all in in they all concern outward beauty. Mm. So it's all outward beauty. So sadly, the sons of God, um, that is the descendants of Seth, they looked at these women And um, because of their outward beauty, they weren't looking at their characters but their outward beauty, they decided to marry them and there was the mingling of the light with the darkness. There was the mingling of these two lines which God said we ought not to be doing. Mm. The line of Seth was to remain separate, faithful and true because whenever we mix and mingle, truth and error, there is always confusion and there is always a turning away from God.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, such um, such true points that are still very relevant to us today mm. we don't want to mingle with um, darkness in our lives, we yeah. want to make choices because we're going to
1: see what happened in that space what, what, what happened as a consequence oh, alright,
0: well I'm looking forward to hearing the next part of the Bible study we're going to go to a song break with Josh Cunningham, Saving Grace and then we'll be back with more on the topic of Noah
8: In your heart can I be forgiven Guess I owe you some kind of apology I've escaped that so many times I know I'm only living By the saving grace that's over me This time, I'd have thought I would be sleeping in a pine box for all eternity. Yeah. Well, my faith keeps me alive, but I still be weeping. But for the saving grace that's over me. The death of life, then comes the resurrection. Wherever I am, welcome is where I'll be. I put all my confidence in Him, my sole protection is the saving grace that's over me. shining light It can be most blinding To search for love It ain't no more than vanity And as I look around this world All that I'm finding Is the saving grace that's over me When well, the we know no peace, and you just can't fake it. But there's only one road, and it leads to Calvary. It gets discouraging at times, but I know I'll make it by the saving grace that's over me.
0: Saving Grace by Josh Cunningham and this is Looking Up and we're in the beginnings of an incredible series on Noah. and uh, before we go further, we said in the last ad break, or in the last segment before the ad break, that we would share the the keyword that people Mm -hmm. can call or text us with. To claim the two prizes that we have. One is a hardcover going to the first person to call in. It's called a book called Noah. Another storm is coming. And the third person who texts or calls us with the keyword will receive the paperback version of the mm, same incredible amen. book. So here comes the drum roll and the word is?
1: G R A C E. Grace. 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 <laughs>
0: So, uh, very good. So, if you're listening and you'd like to claim that, please call or text us on 0491 and that prize will be yours if you're the first or the third person to connect with us.
1: Because that's what our subject is for today. All right. Finding grace. So okay. That is where okay. we are going in this uh, section of our study. Okay. So, Charissa, we have discovered that um, uh, what brought about the flood – was the mixing of truth and error. Whenever truth and error is mixed, it creates confusion. It creates Babylon. That's what Babylon is in Revelation. You guys talked about that. Um, Babel, where God confused the languages. That's where Babylon comes from. And what's Babylon? It's the, it's the mixing of truth and error, and that always leads to destruction. Mm. And Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and here we have the human race fallen is fallen because of the mixing of the two lines the righteous line of Seth that mixed and mingled and intermarried with the with the fallen line of Cain they mm. were to remain distinct but now we find that God is left with one individual literally hmm. left and so if you want to read what the consequences sure are of when we mix truth and error. If you want to read Genesis 6, now we're up to verse 5 Mm -hmm. and then verses 11 to
0: 13. Verse 5 says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil, Continually,
1: And then verses 11 to 13.
0: Verse 11. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth.
1: Wow. So what do we have here? <laughs> we have wickedness. Yes. Evil. Yes. Violence and the world was filled with corruption, corrupt.
0: To the point where God's going to destroy
1: yeah, it. Yeah, he had no other choice. So the cancer had spread so far and wide that there was literally almost no one left. Yeah. Remember that question that Jesus asked?
0: Will he find faith on the earth? Will he
1: find faith on the earth? And and God left it to the very last moment where there was literally one family left or one individual in particular and we believe his family, probably like Lot, who managed to drag his family, um, Noah is the one that is uh, is the focus. Now, how did God feel about the wickedness and the evil and the violence and the corruption? How did God feel about that? Do you want to read for us verses 6 and 7? So let's go back to verse 6 and 7. We, we missed out those verses as we looked at the condition of the world. So how did God feel about it?
0: Yeah, these ones are so insightful. It mm. says in verse 6, And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them.
1: Wow. Interesting language here, that okay. I have created. What does that remind us of?
0: Well, he made everything perfectly. You and did at it the, was the beginning. All good.
1: And we were created in God's image. True. In harmony with his character. And so the character of God had become so deformed through this commingling of truth and darkness, of the righteous with the unrighteous, that now the character of God was almost non-existent. Mm. And it's interesting, that word sorry and grieved, I looked it up um, in Strong's Concordance, which is the, the the prime biblical dictionary for trying to understand and unpack you know the different Hebrew and Greek words. Um, and it says, to suffer grief pain or hurt, to have pity and compassion. So God's heart was literally breaking. Mm. And I guess um, as a parent, you know, I'm a parent, I've got two, you know, adult daughters now. One's 22, one's nearly 25. Wow. Yes, I am old. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. Um,
0: you might be a grandpa soon too. <laughs> yeah,
1: I may be. <laughs> Who knows? Anything's possible in this crazy world that we are living. Um, but as a parent... I am grieved and I am in pain. I am hurt when I see my children potentially heading in the wrong direction. Mm. You know, destroying themselves. Um, I'm I'm not saying that that's what's happening right now, but what I'm saying is, as a parent, I would be extremely sure. grieved. Sure. I would be in pain, and that's and that's how your Rob heart felt. Is tied up with your yeah, children. Because these are his, these are God's children. Yeah, you know, He created them. Um, you know, He created human beings in His image. Mm-hmm. We are all his sons and all his his daughters.
0: Yeah, and that just actually also goes to show why the devil wants to attack human beings because he knows how much God loves them and if we're his children, you know, so he wants to attack us and therefore attack God.
1: Absolutely, and that creates the the greatest pain in the heart of God, you know, Mm. when when his children are attacked by the enemy. And it's interesting um, that there was literally only one individual Mm. and, you know, he influenced his family, his own family. We're going to look at a statement regarding that at the end. But um, we've got – Noah, did you want to say something?
0: Just wondering, do we have an idea of how many people would have been alive at the time? That's a
1: good question. I've had people ask me that and I've I've contemplated that myself. There is no – Number, population. There is is, is no population count um, in those those chapters. But we do know that there was a lot of people Mm. because people were multiplying. I mean, people were living up to 900 years. Almost a thousand years. So imagine you as a mother having 900 years. How many
0: kids you might have?
1: Imagine
0: great, 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 great. Kids.
1: <laughs> How exciting. You could have like probably a hundred kids, possibly, yeah. wow. you know. Um, I don't know, but yeah, there was a lot of children. And the thing is, people True. hadn't thought of that. People not only lived obviously, they lived a long time because people were very healthy. They were very strong. I mean, there was no. You know, the, the ravages of sin that we have today in the world hadn't really kicked in. Mm. Um, so things were almost perfect mm-hmm. in this world. It had a perfect climate. There was no rain. You know, there was just a mist that watered. So it was like, I guess it was like being up in tropical Queensland mm-hmm. uh, on in perfect weather, you know. It was just it was just perfect. And so there was a richness of, of food. There was um, good health and well-being and, um, yeah, people lived for nearly a 1,000 years, which we can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they, so they were very healthy and they were able to procreate, um, <laughs> so, as, as we discovered earlier.
0: So that makes even what you just said, Noah being the only one, that makes it even more amazing.
1: Absolutely. There's
0: many people when he was just one.
1: Absolutely. So let's take a look at Noah now. Um, Genesis 6, verses 8 to 10, where the Bible talks about this one a bright light in the midst of this darkness.
0: All right, verse 8 begins, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth.
1: Okay, so here we have Noah described as a man who walked with God. He was a just man. And he was perfect in his generations. That word there, just, is the word righteous. It comes up again in the story. And the word perfect there is is blameless or or full of integrity. Mm. So he was a man that was full of integrity, a bit like Job. Mm. Uses the same language to describe Job. Mm. You know, where Job was a man full of integrity, loved God with all of his heart. And the Bible says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord.
0: Beautiful.
1: This is the first time the word grace appears. Really? Now there's
0: a lot of people who think there's no grace in the Old Testament.
1: And there absolutely is, yeah. Mm. And here is that first grace. You know what? Someone said to me the word grace um, can be utilized as an acronym, God's reward at Christ's expense.
0: Beautiful.
1: Isn't that cool, eh? Yeah. And that's what grace is. And um, notice what the message is of Noah was to the people. He preached for 120 years, the Bible says. If you want to go to Genesis chapter 7, verse 1, if you want to read that for us, sure." Sure.
0: Genesis 7, verse 1 says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation.
1: It's interesting. The message was simple and clear. Come into the ark.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting uh... That means that God is in the ark. Mm. He doesn't say, go into the ark. He says, come.
1: Come into the ark. What does that remind you of? The words of Jesus?
0: Yeah, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest.
1: Absolutely. Isn't that the gospel? True. That is the gospel. And Jesus shared the gospel. And the gospel is that final sign. That will usher in the coming of Jesus. And what does the word gospel mean? Good news. Good news. Was this good news? Come into the ark?
0: It was amazing news.
1: And be saved. Come into the ark and be saved. So this was, I guess, the first lockdown in human history. <laughs> um, so Noah was inviting people to come into the ark and be in lockdown. And not for four weeks or, or two months or three months. For over a year. Are you aware that they were in the ark for over a year?
0: Because it rained
1: for it rained for forty days, and 40, 40 days nights, and forty nights. Uh But the but the water was on the surface of 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 the earth for a long time, and then as it slowly subsided, but it was over a year. I think it was about thirteen months altogether wow. uh, before Noah was was. Let out of the ark again, so we he don't came often into think about that. No, and there were no essential reasons for Noah to leave the ark. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, there were no essential reasons.
0: <laughs> he couldn't leave even if he wanted to. Exactly.
1: So it's interesting that God shut the ark. Mm. You know, the Bible says uh, God shut him in, and, and you know, it doesn't say in the text, but um, we we reading between the lines, it appears an angel mm-hmm. came. Uh, God sent an angel to, you know, close the door of that ark, and it was an angel that opened the door of the ark. So that's so that's fascinating. What's interesting to me, Sharissa, is that God gives a final invitation. So here we have come into the ark. He says to Noah and his family, Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor in heaven, and I'll give you rest. <gasps> <laughs> what does Noah's name mean? Rest. Rest, yes. And what will God's end-time people have? Rest Rest. as we have the mark of the beast, have no No rest rest, day or night. Beautiful. Ding ding ding. Not beautiful, but like what a connection. Yeah, and we're gonna be looking at I'm just sowing some seeds, but we're gonna but take a look at Revelation twenty-two. Have a look at God's final invitation to the human race. Revelation twenty-two and verse seventeen. You tell me if we've heard these words before.
0: Oh, the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely.
1: How many times does that word appear, come? Three. Three times. Father, Father, Son, Son,
0: Holy Spirit.
1: All saying, come. Who's the bride? The church. The church. And the Spirit is obviously the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit through God's church, through God's faithful people, just like Noah was faithful in his generation, God is calling his people at the end of time to come. Amen. And that reminds me of what you guys shared last week, the message of God in Revelation 18. What is it?
0: Oh, that um, come out of her my people.
1: Exactly. Can you see that same theme coming through? God wants to save people. He loves all people. He loves all people. So my dear listener, wherever you may be listening from, the message of God's grace, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's grace is for us today, for everyone today. Noah preached the message of God's grace to the world at his time to all for 120 years, God's message of grace, which is the good news of the gospel. Those three angels' messages in Revelation 14, which we're going to take a look at, is a message that needs to be shared far and wide. And this is a message to prepare people to come into the ark, which is the ark of Jesus Christ and his salvation through his sacrifice on Calvary.
0: In Christ we are safe.
1: Amen. uh, Safe and saved.
0: Yes, safe and saved. And in light of the free offer, the, the book, the prize... Entitled Noah, another storm is coming. We need to be in Christ today because there's storm clouds gathering.
1: There are storm clouds gathering, and we're going to be looking at that more as we as we go along. And um, so, yeah, there's um, we're going to take a look at Noah's character. Okay, because it describes him as a righteous man. Yes, uh, describes him as one who walked with God, and it describes him as one who was perfect or one who was filled with integrity. And we're going to discover how that connects with God's end time people. Oh,
0: I love this study, actually ever since I was little this this story has been one of my favorites when I was a little girl I really loved it my mom had to read it to me all the time so we'll be back with more on the story of Noah and how it has such relevance to us right now
1: everyone, we're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways,
2: or inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Brekkie family.
1: We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime.
0: And you're listening to Looking Up now with Sharissa and Danny, and wow, time is flying. But what a study we've had on it's, Noah!
1: It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah,
0: and what? I know you've just scratched the surface, so keep taking us through.
1: All right, well, we're in our in our final run. We're around the band in the home stretch. Uh, this is our fourth uh, part of our study, and um, we've been talking about Noah. And the Bible is very clear here in um, verse eight of Genesis six that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, we discover that word grace is the first time it appears there. And it's something that we don't deserve that God gives to us as a gift. It's undeserved um, as the dictionary definition for that. But it's interesting that phrase um, grace in the eyes of the Lord appears in another time. You have, you have another meltdown Um, this time. Uh, after the golden calf experience. And Moses goes before God up on the mountain and he pleads with God. And notice the language that Moses uses and he taps into God's soft spot. This mm. is God's soft spot, his His heart of grace. And notice these words from, um, from Exodus 33, I think from verses 12. All the way through to verse 17. If you're able to read that, Sharissa.
0: Sure. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said... I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us so we shall be separate your people and i from all the people who are on the upon the face of the earth so the lord said to moses i will also do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and i know you by name wow there's a lot of grace there
1: there's a lot of grace there's six times wow. that phrase appears grace in my sight, grace in my sight. God had threatened, he was testing Moses, he was testing Moses and his love for the people, that he was going to wipe them out and he was going to begin afresh, like he did with Noah, he began afresh with a new world population and he was going to do the same with Moses. He was going to say, from you and your descendants, I'm going to create a great nation. And Moses pleaded with God, no. Show grace, mm. you know. May we, may I, may the people find grace in your sight. And when we turn to God with all of our hearts, we discover that grace. Amen. And so that's the good news. No matter how much of a meltdown we may have had, no matter what we've done or what we haven't done, if we turn to God with all of our heart and we plead for his grace and ask for grace in his sight, he will provide that.
0: You mean no matter what what sin I have it in my life? It matters not.
1: It matters not. Even the
0: big, big, ugly sins?
1: The biggest and the ugliest sins are covered by God's grace if we humbly and um, faithfully and with, uh, with a, a full undivided heart come before God asking for his grace. Without any excuses, just fall at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, I have sinned. I have fallen short. Like David who confessed his sin once it was brought to his attention by, um, by Nathan the prophet. He confessed his sins and the Bible says God forgave him his sin. He immediately forgives us. That's First 1 John 1, nine. You know the scripture. Mm. What, what does it say there? If we if we
0: confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Does that
1: include the big sins? The I guess really does. big
0: ones? The biggest of the biggest exactly. is in the all.
1: Exactly. Praise the Lord for that. So that's God's grace. And um, so I guess the question is, how can we receive this wonderful grace yes. from God? How and how we? um, Well, the story of Noah here tells us. It says that Noah, um, in verse 9, it says that he was a just man, he was a righteous man, he was a perfect man, he was upright, he was blameless, he was man filled with integrity, and he walked with God. So that's the key, mm. you know. To, to fully surrender to, to walk with god there's there's another individual that walked with god we mentioned him earlier Enoch Enoch
0: yeah what does it mean to walk with God
1: it means to be in union complete union with God 24 7. you know, to walk with God, to be in complete union with him.
0: You know, if if the Bible didn't record these these examples like Noah, as you point out, and Enoch, we might be tempted to think it's impossible. But the fact that they did means we can.
1: Absolutely. We're going to go to Revelation in just a moment. But before that, um, Hebrews 11, verse 7, it speaks of Noah. It says he was a righteous man, but also... He, he was a man who preached a message of righteousness by faith. Do you want to read Hebrews eleven seven?
0: Love to. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith.
1: Here we go. The righteousness by faith message. And if you want to read Second um, Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it also picks up on this theme.
0: It says here, And did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly.
1: Wow. And this message of righteousness by faith, according to Paul in Romans 1.17, he says it's the righteousness of God, which is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, that just shall live by faith. So this is a message for us today, whereby we can be saved only, and I emphasize that word only, only by complete faith in Jesus Christ and his righteousness, which he then imparts to us as a gift, and that is that grace. Amen. And that's what it means to walk with God. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's what it means to have, you know, to be blameless or to be filled with integrity. It's that gift that God gives us. It's that transformation of character. Daily. Daily.
0: Transformation.
1: So will God have a people like this at the end of time?
0: Absolutely. Because Jesus
1: said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it's going to be at the end. So not only will there be wickedness and evil and corruption and um, violence, as we read earlier, but there will also be individuals like Noah Mm. who will walk with God They'll be righteous and they'll be filled with integrity. Go with me to Revelation chapter 14. You guys were there last week, you and your dear husband. Revelation 14. Notice how God describes his end time people. They're the 144,000. And you're nodding because you know where we're going. Can you see the incredible pieces coming together? All right. Verse 4 and 5. This is God's end time people who have the Father's name, his character. That's what name represents. Character. They rest in Christ like Noah, whose name means rest. All right, I can carry on. And, but <laughs> yeah. verse 4 and 5, Revelation 14.
0: These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. Verse 5. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God.
1: Wow. Beautiful. So... What do we have here?
0: There's a group of people here who reflect Jesus because I'm thinking like without fault.
1: Without fault. Blameless. Blameless. That's like a, Noah. They
0: follow the lamb wherever he goes and they're blameless. And I'm thinking like when Jesus stood before Pilate, yeah. I find no fault in him.
1: Yeah. In their mouth is found no guile. It's interesting. Peter uses that same language regarding Christ. It says in his mouth was found no guile. It's mm. the same Same language that's used here. So this group here, they follow the lamb wherever he goes.
0: What did Noah do?
1: He walked with
0: God. Yeah. He followed
1: God wherever he led him. I
0: like that.
1: Can you see the connection there? Yes. It's very, very powerful. So we have that. And um, you, you remember the question of Jesus? When he comes.
0: Will he find faith on the earth?
1: This group here preach God's final message of love to the world, which is the three angels' messages from verses 6 to 12 and verse 12. Notice what it says about God's end time people. Verse 12
0: yep. of chapter 14 of yep. Revelation. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there we have now it.
0: The faith of Jesus. The
1: faith of Jesus, faith in Jesus, faith of Jesus. What was Noah? Noah was a man filled with faith who preached a message of faith. Did Noah keep God's commandments? Have a look at what it says in Genesis chapter 7 and, um, ver- sorry, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 22. What does it say in Genesis 6 verse
0: 22? All right, the Bible says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did.
1: So did he keep God's commandments?
0: Yeah, he did. Well, God's
1: end time people keep <laughs> yes, his commandments? Yes, they will. Why? Because they love Jesus.
0: Because they love him.
1: Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And have a look again in um, Genesis chapter 7, verse 9. It uses the same language there.
0: Really? Let me look it up here. It's coming. I'm on my computer Genesis today. 7, 9. Uh, yes. Two by two they went into the ark, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. Wow.
1: So there we go. Once again, you know. Noah does according to all that God commands. Mm -hmm. He is a man who follows God and his instructions. He follows God faithfully and God will have people at the end of time who walk with him, who are, are blameless in the sense that they have fully surrendered their hearts and their lives to Jesus. They are filled with integrity. Remember, that word for blameless is the word for integrity. You know, Mm. complete integrity. We'll let your yes be yes and your no be no. There's no mixing and mingling here. And in Revelation 14, we discovered that they are not defiled with women. Okay, we're not talking about in a physical sense. We're talking in a spiritual sense. What 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 brought about the flood? The mingling of
0: what? Mm, The sons of God with With the the daughters daughters of of men.
1: men. Truth and error. Ah,
0: yes. But God's
1: people at the end of time will not mix and mingle with the ways and the principles of this world.
0: Yes, they will heed the three angels' messages. They will. Um, because Babylon is fallen. Exactly. And so they won't be defiled with her fornication. Exactly.
1: Come out of Babylon. She has fallen. She's about to receive the plagues, Revelation 18, verses 4 and 5. <laughs> wow. Come into the ark because it's about to flood. There's a storm coming and there's only safety to be found in the ark.
0: This is an amazing study.
1: It's very, very powerful. So as I sum up, um, because we're running out of time, Noah walked with God. Noah lived and preached a message of righteousness by faith. Noah believed by faith in the word of God. Noah was a man who proclaimed the coming judgment. And Noah did all he could to prepare the people of his generation for the coming of the storm. Hmm. And that is God's plan for his end time people. The exact same plan
0: you know as i've listened and i'm learning here as you're sharing i just want to go home and dig into this a little bit deeper myself because it's so rich and um yeah i can see why we need to be studying this especially today as we are in a world where the greatest hope is only going to come from looking up (laughs) looking to jesus amen and finding rest in him
1: amen and there is only hope in jesus um you know what it was smelly in the ark? It would have been very smelly uncomfortable in Uncomfortable, maybe. And uncomfortable. Seasick. Um, exactly. There was all that. But God was in the ark. And at the end of time, God will be with his people. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it's going to be difficult. There's no way of sugarcoating um, what God's end time people are going to experience. But like... God was with Noah through the storm. God will be with his people through the end time storm and he will see them safely through to the other side.
0: Amen. He's the captain of the ship. He is. He'll see us to port.
1: Absolutely. So my dear friends, wherever you are, I hope and pray that this message on God's grace in the story of Noah has brought much hope to you and that you like Noah will put your faith and trust in this God of love who is desperate to save as many as are willing to be saved. He wants to shut you in to his wonderful love and care and keeping. So I pray that you'll wherever you're at, it matters not like like Sharissa said, whether your sin is big or little or somewhere in between, we're all sinners. And the last time I checked my Bible. All sinners need grace. Amen. That is the only vaccine that's going to see us through from this world to the next.
0: Amen. That's such a powerful thought for us to finish this part on. And so we're going to go to a song, Through It All. I love this song as well. May you be blessed as you listen to it. and Then we'll come back with some closing thoughts before we look to the week ahead.
9: I've had so many tears and sorrows I've had questions for tomorrow There've been times I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave me blessed consolation And he only gave me trials to make me strong Through it all valleys and I thank him for the storms he's brought me through for if I'd never had a problem how would I know my God could solve them how would I know what faith in my God singing through it all. Through it
2: all. I've learned
9: to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God.
0: a golden song. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Through yeah. it all. Well, we are at the end of our show today looking up and uh, we were informed by our producer that both prizes have been claimed. Congratulations uh, to indeed. Marilyn and...
1: Freco. Freco, well, well done. Well done, guys.
0: Yes. We hope you enjoy that read and we know you will oh, enjoy you'll that love,
1: You'll love that comes. book. You'll love the book.
0: And uh, also uh, we received one question. Yes. That came through. So, um, the question was about the 144,000 and it was from our friend Mick. Mick. And so good that you're listening in, Mick. He said, didn't that, weren't the 144,000 from the 12 tribes and they're the first fruits redeemed to God?
1: That's yeah. right. Yeah. Just, He's just, just quickly, because we don't have a lot of time on this. Um, we have covered this in the past. We're, we've done a whole study on the 144,000. Um, but the book of Revelation is a book of symbols and, uh, you have the 144,000. They are, they are 12,000 from the 12 tribes. They are all male virgins. And so they represent God's faithful, uh, people at the end of time, not, not, not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. As we discovered, they, Uh, faithful to God, they are not mixing and mingling with the ways and the methods of this world. And so God will have a a faithful people and 144,000 taps into the New Jerusalem, which has those same dimensions exactly. So we're looking at, um, we're looking at, uh, God's end time spiritual people from all over the world, not just Jews, but from every nation, kindred, tongue of people that are saved. And like Noah, walk with God. They are righteous, they are faithful, and and they are uh, and they are completely surrendered to God. So thank you for that great question. Yeah, Mick.
0: excellent question, and a great reminder too that Revelation comes to us in signs and symbols. Mm. Revelation one one. It does. So um, we had a great study today. There's so much that has stood out to me um, from it, um, but. Uh, I guess just a reminder for us, for me, that stood out that God will have a people at the end of time who will be as faithful to him as Noah was in his generation. Amen. And you know what? It may not be the majority. It will not be no, the majority. No, it won't be
1: the majority. Yes. The majority
0: sometimes means all the people that are wrong are on the same side.
1: That's right. <laughs> it's always been like that, sadly, all the way down through human history for the last 6,000 years. The majority have seldom if ever, been. have been in the right or on God's side. That's so true.
0: But when we are standing with God, we are the majority.
1: A one plus God is, is always a majority. A majority. Yeah. <laughs> amen, amen.
0: Well, I guess we could um, close out with prayer and then remind our listeners about tonight and maybe sure. what next week holds.
1: Sure. So next week um, our study is entitled, Will God Remember You? We're going oh. to go to the very bullseye. Of the story of Noah. That's next week, the very bullseye of the story of Noah.
0: Sounds very personal. Will God remember me?
1: Yeah. It sounds good. It's very powerful. So, um, yeah, that's for next week. Look forward to you joining us um, for part two in this incredible awesome. series that is so relevant for us today as we await the coming of Jesus.
0: Well, Pastor Danny, do you want to say a closing prayer? Love
1: to. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for your word. We want to thank you, Father, for the story of Noah and Jesus especially directed and directed our our minds and our hearts and our attention to this story those who will be living at the climax of human history the final generation are uh, admonished by Jesus Christ himself to study this Noah the the story of Noah and the story mm. of Lot but especially the story of Noah in order that we may know how to be ready for your soon return lord and not just us but more importantly lord that we may help prepare others so Lord I pray that you'll bless each person who has been listening I pray that you will draw them closer to you and like Noah that day by day they too that all of us will find grace in your sight and we pray this in Jesus name Amen
0: Amen well that brings us to the end of today and reminded tonight 8pm you've got time to go grab some dinner and eat and uh, make sure the kids are settled because at 8pm tonight the end.digital goes live and so tune in listen on Faith FM or go to the website at the end.digital to listen to tonight. And with that said, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. God bless you all. We look forward to continuing with you next week.
10: Amen.
6: Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't
10: give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me me close and held me near, and I'm a fool, but still you love, I'll be the fool for the king of love, you gave me wings so I could fly, and gave me a song to color the sky, and all I have is all from you And all I want is all of you It's great Away, too much to carry, nothing left to say. Forgive me, Lord, when I'm weak and lost. You traded heaven for a wooden cross, and all these years, you've carried me. You've been my eyes when I. Couldn't sing. And beauty grows in the driving rain. The oil of gladness.